What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But you know what we got to do first? We got to talk about those things that generate a little revenue for the show. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the Patreon at patreon.com slash Slayer. You can support this show for as little as $3 a month. Less than the cost of a beer, Drinking Buddies. And for a little bit more, you can get the audio ad free. You get the video versions a week early and uncensored. Plus, you get access to my random musings and some other exclusive content that I'm going to be throwing up there real soon. So please, come help support the show at patreon.com slash Slayer. We are also brought to you by the merch store at awd.net slash merch. Got some really cool new designs up there. New hats, new shirts, new stuff coming down the pipe in the very near future. If you haven't a chance to check out the merch store, go to awd.net slash merch and check out all the rad designs today. Last, but certainly not least, the two easiest ways you can help support this show. First, if you're not subscribed already, go to youtube.com slash and now we drink. Just subscribe. Feed the algorithm. Always looking for more drinking buddies. The other super easy way to support this show this signal boost. Tell your friends. Just let people know about the show. It's really that painless. Appreciate the hell out of you, drinking buddies. Let's get on with it. My guest this week is Curly Rican. Curly's a fairly new performer, but she's been in the content creator space for a couple of years now. She has a bunch of wild stories, just really open and honest. This was a lot of fun. Definitely will have her on again in the future. So... Sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies. What's going on? Hey, glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Like, we're going. Cheers. Let's start off, start okay. off proper. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Cheers. I have to put a little bit oh. on my ankles. Help that a little bit. All right, a little bit. There we go. <laughs> my bad, guys. I am a little clumsy like that. <laughs> it's okay. As long as it doesn't end up on the equipment, I'm... I'm. Hey. We're going to keep it safe. Right? Yeah. Tables, wood, chairs of leather, everything else is... <laughs> Unpredictable. Right? Like, electronics? Oh, God. Yeah, there's a lot of cables here, you guys, so we've got to be careful. We thankfully haven't lost any equipment to alcohol yet. Yeah, we're still not drunk enough yet to break anything. We'll yeah. see. Oh, God. Oh, we no. We shall see. <laughs> is this going to be one of those episodes where tomorrow will be like, did I save it? Oh, oh my God. Did I say that? <laughs> All that. Yeah, that those those have definitely happened. We'll see. Those definitely happened on this show. Oh, my goodness. Let's get it. All right. But welcome. Like, welcome to LA. This is your first trip out here, right? Well, yeah. For for this type of event, pretty much. Um, I remember coming once, but I just stayed in like one house, so like I didn't see anything. You know what I mean? So this is my first time actually exploring LA. It's been pretty fun, actually. Nice. What have you been up to? Uh, 
I've been working, shooting a lot. <laughs> I know you. You have another shoot like right after this. Right thing. after this, and I had one right before this. So. I can't believe you were just like, I'm gonna just. Oh my god, I'm everywhere, but it's good because you're busy. You know what I mean. You meet people, you get to experience new things. So it, I think it's it's hectic, but as long as it's worth the experience, get make the most out of it. One hundred percent, and on top of it. You know, you're only in LA for a limited amount of time, so why not get? Yeah, like I try to like blend in work with kind of a little bit of fun. So like, let's like shoot outside, for example, so I can like see you know places or like drive around for a little bit. You know, let's have fun. Mm-hmm. What have you seen? What do you checked out? So I went to uh, I went to this club. Uh, I don't remember the name, but um, we had the lingerie party there. And uh, there was regular people, so it was kind of weird because we were in. <laughs> some of us were in lingerie, and some were normal people just hanging out at the bar, wondering why there were people in lingerie. Um, and after that, I walked through a whole strip that I don't remember the name because I'm really bad at. I'm like a goldfish memory, so I'm Matt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you? okay. So high five for that. <laughs> I probably won't be here. but um, I definitely walked through like a whole strip of like bars and everything. In lingerie, like it, people were looking. That's wild that they didn't have you guys roped off. Because normally, when you have an industry party that there's civilians at, they rope everybody off. And then what lovingly I lovingly refer to happens is the porno zoo, where all the civilians are staring on the other side of the ropes, like, "What's going on in there?" Ah, yeah, they should have done that. Well, they usually do. Hmm. Well, maybe next time. We'll yeah, because that's unfortunately a little dangerous to have like performers out in the wild yeah well i did get a little bit harassed at the bar i'm not gonna lie it was a little bit uncomfortable and overwhelming especially when people realize when the photographers realize i love my photographers don't get me wrong when they realized i was there and they had to take pictures of me then regular people were like oh who is this and like as soon as i walked up and was alone everyone were like try to touch my hair like try to come up with me weird and i'm like you can come up with me nice but i guess like we're the environment we were in is bound to happen you know well yeah and that's why they need to rope people off like mm-hmm. as much as that sucks thankfully that's the worst of it because you know people drug girls drinks and shit like that too right like we could have been exposed to many things yeah, yeah that's just unsafe yeah yeah i'm not trying to call out the folks from at Urban X, I'm assuming this was an Urban X party. Uh, um, did I call them out? No, I, I'm I'm trying not to, but like we're trying not to. Like, is is the second event? I think they do like this, and so it's understandable completely. Well, I think and, that, it, that know, party had to change venues like last second. It did, it did too. That's another. That's thing. probably I why. Give them credit too, because I, my email did say it was going to be at a, a private location, and again, they probably thought of this preemptively, just like you're saying. And something might have just come up, and that happened. Yeah, because the original party was supposed to happen, like, up in Somar, and then I know that got shut down. So they they yeah. probably were just scrambling, and that's why it wasn't, like, yeah. properly set up properly. They were just like, we got to make the event happen. Yeah, but I still had a good time. Hey, that's the important part. You know? Mm-hmm. Everyone had fun? Yeah. How was the awards, by the way? Like The awards were super fun. Like, okay, so, like, it was my first time being like at a at an award show like that and everyone was just they're so pretty and like it just felt like the whole environment was just like a good vibe you know what i mean and i i was nominated uh for best pro and performer nice which uh, to me like to be just working for such a short period of time to be nominated within the category of those people that have been working even for years 
to me, that's a win. You know what I mean? Like, uh, congratulations to the person that did win. Um, but to me, that is my win, you know, and just the experience of being there, you know, very fun. I mean, it definitely is an honor to be nominated. Exactly. Like, you're working hard. You're being noticed. for your Well, work. especially in the Pro-Am category, because you got to figure how many creators there are out there. Mm-hmm. Like, to be nominated in that category, you are beating out how many hundreds of people to even get nominated. That's very true, now that you say it like that, because nowadays, many people can just pull out a camera and say, hey, uh, I'm a content creator now, and boom. And plenty of people are making a lot of money on OnlyFans doing that. Yeah, very amateurly. So, shout out to them as well, but yeah, uh, very very dignified, is that how you say it? Yeah. To to be <laughs> nominated like that, yeah, of course. That's sick. I'm yeah. I unfortunately, didn't make the award show last night, even though I was nominated. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, they didn't. No one called me today, so I didn't win. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next time. Hopefully, hopefully. I'll vote for you. Aww. I promise. Oh, with all my heart. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll have two votes next time. Okay, bet. One from you, one from me. Hey, that's. We'll do it. Make it work. <laughs> so. Now, like now that you're in LA, now that you're actually like out here doing pro scenes, like, mm -hmm. what do you want to do more? More pro stuff? You want to keep doing more creator stuff? I definitely want to be noticed by um, a, a pro scene um, because I think like I would be a really good fit for like something like Brassers or uh, Bang Bros, you know. And that is the goal, you know, sometimes to at least for a certain period of time to for the notoriety of it, because unfortunately, this is our industry as notoriety goes up, your uh, compensation rate goes up, you're able to market yourself better and many things go along with it. Right. But on the other hand as well, uh, I like to at some point later on step away from the camera for a little bit and produce and direct. And it's actually something that I'm kind of trying to work on right now. And it's really, really hard, but it's really exciting. And I'm looking forward to type kind of try to have both of those experiences. So when I'm directing or I'm producing, I'm able to put myself in the shoes of the performer as well. So what sort of stuff are you looking to direct? Like, what's your ideas? So, like, uh, Latina-based, um, very much so, but because I think, like, that's a category that um, it's one of my favorites, one. Um, you know, it's popping, and I, I'm a very pro-Afro. So, like, uh, I'm from Puerto Rico, right? In Puerto Rico, we're a mix of Spaniards, Taino Indians and African Americans. So hence the curvy hair. Okay. So I'm a very pro natural hair, natural, you know, all ethnicities type. And that is the type of goal of scenery that I want to have or girls or type. Um, but I love all type of bodies. Don't get me wrong. But that's the type of the scene that I'm looking for. Uh, very beachy, very fun, kind of like that. But also just casual situations type thing. But cinematographically good looking. Nice, nice. Yeah. Are you going to do some stuff that is uh, Spanish language speaking porn or are you going to? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing, you know, you have to, yeah, like, I, I want to say, like, let's say a situation where you go into the bakery shop. It's this elegant guy that's, you know, getting his coffee for work and he goes into to get bread into this bakery and it's just a Latina in Miami trying to work and she can barely speak Spanish. And he's just like, you know, and we'll try to play it off like that, you know, make it sexy and funny, you know. Um, I, I unfortunately have been that white boy in Miami trying to order stuff, but yeah. it didn't didn't result in me getting laid. So. Oh no! Oh man, we gotta work on the game, man. 
We gotta get you the res. The res. Uh, as I said, español. Un poquito. Vamos, vamos, vamos a trabajar tu español. No worries. But we will. Uh, and aside from that, I don't, I've already produced two of my own scenes. Although not the same concept, but it's just me getting my feet in the water. You know what I mean? Soon I'm going to release them, so I'm really excited. Nice. I have to choose for that. That's awesome. Like, because I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Spanish is like one of the biggest languages spoken in the fucking world. So, like, it's kind of wild that, like, more companies don't gear stuff towards Spanish-speaking audience. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, uh, I've been asked a lot, like, to say to talk more Spanish in my scenes or, like, do just a scene completely in Spanish. And I I now realize why. Like, I, I started because I really don't watch porn myself, which is weird because ironically you know i mean yes and no on one hand it's like you could watch not watch porn and then be like well no, everything i'm doing is unique and this is all me you're not being influenced by other people mm-hmm. but on the other hand it's like you could watch someone's porn and be like oh hey that was a good you know yeah so, so i do watch some to 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 take reference on and what have whatsoever but not in my personal time to be able to like you know, like get off, yeah. get off as much, yeah, which is really weird. Um, but definitely, uh, I didn't think of that until people started telling me that because I myself don't consume it, and so people had to tell me do Spanish scenes, and I'm like, something's going on here. Why there is a whole set of there's a whole continent, and you know, half of the continent, North America, that is all Spanish speaking. And a little Portuguese. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> a little Portuguese uh, and French here and there. But, but you know, mostly it's Spanish. So, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Spain is and still it's a sexy. Thing. You know, I love every different accent. I have a little bit of an accent myself. Like, today I'm forcing myself to be, like, as more, as eloquent as my English can be. But, guys, I, I sound sometimes French and Russian at the same time. Like, because... <laughs> My R's are too strong. So, like, some words will come out. Later, maybe, when I start drinking more, it'll come out. Like a little more whiskey, and you're just like, oh, yeah. Yep, the Puerto Rican will come out of me. Well, and I know there are wildly different Spanish accents, because, like... Yes. One of, one of my buddies who went is from Puerto Rico, and we, when we went to Cuba, he's like, they're going to know I'm not Cuban immediately. Correct, correct. And they and, did. And when you go to Miami, it's the same. Like, they're like, where are you from? Because they, they can tell you're Puerto Rican, the Cubans in Miami. So it's backwards because I've had a lot of Uber drivers ask me when they hear me talking on the phone. And I love, like, um, from, like, those South American countries, the accents from the Colombians. Those are my favorites. I think they talk like they're singing to you. Uh, Colombian be- women are just beautiful, too. And how they talk. It's like they're packaged to you. Like, you know? I I had a good time in Bogota. <laughs> oh, you have been there? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I have not been, but I just got my passport, so I'm hoping to go soon. You should. Okay. So, girls in Colombia, I will be seeing you soon. The one thing about Colombia now, though, which is kind of a bummer, mm-hmm. is Uber's not legal there anymore. Okay. And at least in Bogota, the cabs are notorious for ripping off people. Really? Yep. Wow. So kind of like in New York. Oh, worse than New York. Really? The first night we were there, we didn't we didn't know what the Uber situation was, so we were like, we grabbed a cab, what? and this dude must have spoke English because I turned to one of my guys. I'm like, "Yo, our Airbnb was like 
blocks that way. And all of a sudden he and started. And it was not good walking distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he started correcting and like going the right direction after I said something. I'm like, oh, this dude speaks like the shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was fortunate. Yes. Well, yes and no. That's, that's uh, just to, I uh, don't mean to cut you off. That's one of my worst fears to be in a country and not be able to express myself and like be stranded in a weird situation. See, I, I look forward to that Hand shit. signs or something. I look forward to that shit because, as I said, what? I, I barely speak Spanish. I was in Colombia. So you were, okay, well, you're, let me make sure I get this straight. You were looking forward to be confused in the middle of Colombia? Trying to figure it out. Was this a challenge that you just wanted to challenge yourself? Well, I'm one of these travelers that, like, I want to go experience culture. I want to, like, I don't want to go to a resort. I don't want to. You don't want the whitewash experience. Right. I don't want to be like, oh, does oh that look sound at sound bad. I'm sorry. No, not at all. But it's the reality of it. You right. Know? Like the idea of going to Cancun and going to a resort or going on a cruise yeah. like, does uh, not appeal. I, I agree with you because when um, I'm from Puerto Rico, but I've already said that. Oh, my goodness. Um, but as people come and they ask me, I tell them not to stay in specific areas because they're touristy they're too touristy for you to actually experience the beauty of my country or like actual cost effective still good not watered down food because you will get it not as seasoned right and who wants that i mean i'm sure obviously people do That's some people do right some people just like want to say be able to check out this like oh I went to Colombia. I went to Mexico. I went to Puerto But they Rico. stayed in like... Right. They stayed in a resort where people waited on them hands and foot and they, they got... You're not living life. No, like, like, come on, guys. You can do better. Colombia, like, we literally just, you know, we're in an Airbnb in a neighborhood. Really? Like yeah. in a normal neighborhood? It's a normal neighborhood. Just went to bars and like... Went was out. it fun? It was, I had a great time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did uh, you get late? I did. Props to that. Oh, she was definitely like... Wait, I got here for that. Wait. Oh, I need a refill if we're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> you know this is 94 proof, by the way. That's a, oh, my God. Does that mean this goes hard fast? Um, you know my English is impaired, so what does that mean? Uh, that it is... Strong? Yeah, like 46 and a half, 47% alcohol. Or, yeah, 46, 47.5% alcohol. We're gonna... Gonna slow this cup down, guys. <laughs> hey. But yeah, I she definitely was like, you know, looking like, oh, hey, American, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's the the, the oldest profession. It is, you know, seeking arrangements, right? To put it in a polite way. If your pussy can buy you a new life. I'm going to say this because a lot of people don't want to admit it. A lot of guys, if they would have a vagina, they would be selling pussy. Well, Oh, can I say that word? Oh, yeah. Okay. This isn't the radio. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Okay. No. Yeah. A lot of guys, and I've asked some of my friends and they do admit to it, but a lot of guys won't. I don't know why, like ego or something, but they're like, yeah, if I was a girl, I'll definitely use my fucking body to make money. They're not willing to put their money where their mouth is because they're not out there fucking gay dudes. The gay for pay thing. Right. They could go do gay for pay if they really were putting their money where their mouth is. It's it's very emotionally demanding job. So sometimes, yeah, they don't think into that part of it. There's the whole, like, breakdown of your masculinity of, like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. I had gay sex, even if you're you're not into it. Yeah, yeah. I am not being a proponent of, like, that you should go do gay for pay if that is not in your comfort level. But the motherfuckers who are talking shit are like, oh, if I had a pussy, I would be making all the money. Like, yo, bro, you have a back pussy. 
Oh, I had never thought of it that way. Okay, yeah, they could, they could do the gay for pay thing and still keep their their personal morals intact. Yo, you're fairly new to the industry, but I'm sure I am positive at some point in your career, you're going to end up having a scene with someone that you're not necessarily attracted to, that you would never have sex with in the real world in a million years. Yeah, well, actually, when I started, like, when I did, oh, I'm not going to mention any names. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> When I did like like creator trades type thing, um, in um, one of my f- first beginner stages, it was terrible, and it was get closer. I'm sorry, and um, you know that was actually when I went to uh, L.A. Um, that my first time in L.A. That I was just staying at a place. You know, it was the thing is it was my uh, my camera guy that knew a person there that she was experienced in the industry. But unfortunately, like the experience, it was like not the greatest. Not. But it's your job to put on a good performance. But you have what we did, it, and it looked great. Like you, you cannot tell. But you know, like it was like as you can say, sometimes you have to work with someone that maybe you don't like to because it was the tension was in the environment. You know, like you can feel it. Like when someone is maybe not completely gay. And they're, like, forced to, like, perform gay, which I really don't like. I really, I am against uh, people being like, oh, yeah, I'll shoot a girl-girl scene with you, but then be really wack at eating pussy. You know, because that's not going to sell for you or me, baby. Like, you know. But it's your job to sell it. Yeah, do it good. You know, or don't do it. That's what I think. Well, it's one of those things where, like, it's performative, so sometimes you got to fake it. Well, fake it good. Well, yeah, obviously. You know what I mean? I'm talking about those girls that are like just the tip of the... You can tell it's exaggeratedly light. It's like a, a small child. You're like, eat your Brussels sprouts. Like, uh, I have to do this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do that, don't do it. Because what are you putting yourself through? You know? I don't know. They're hoping camera angles will hide that shit. <laughs> right, right. I, I guess so. The the camera magic. Right? Like that. The, the magic of poster was just like, you're, you know, you got a hand in the back of their hair and like all, all you see is the face. <laughs> but the thing is, me with porn, I like very realistic porn. Like when I do watch porn, which is very few times, is very home amateur porn. Very funny, like... uh specifically Russian homemade amateur porn. They have really weird storylines and they're fun. Why Russian? Because there's a girl I found that she does amazing rimmings and that's one of like my things in my uh, like performance like I and my personal life. So, uh, you know, and I found she did it really good and I went to her page and from there I just went down, man. Just down the rabbit hole? I went to grab a hole. Uh, shout out to Russian for your homemade porn, man. It's and I'm Brazilian homemade porn as well, specifically girl on girl. That's how I uh, perfection my face sitting. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should I have not said that? Yeah, that's fine. Pointers, pointers, guys. Right. Take in some pointers. Watch, watch some Brazilian porn, and shout out to my uh, Brazilian um, watchers. They really like me out there. Maybe it's because I've been practicing (laughs) their local practices. Brazilian women are hot, too. They are hot as hell. So, Monica Santiago, if you ever watch this, I am down. 
<laughs> Why would you DM slid? Because I don't know. I'm not, you know, that type. It's hard for me to approach girls in reality. Guys are, let me tell you something. Guys are very easy. We are. I know. Okay. But girls, you got to like work it your, yourself in and um, th- not to say they, not to say specifically any ha- anyone has an ego, but everyone has a sense of importance and, uh, or work your way in and like, you know, and it's kind of hard for me to talk to girls. I get nervous. Aw. I like girls a lot and they make me nervous. You can't just be rolling in there and be like, yo. No, especially. I, I just want to eat that box, girl. No, especially if they do it like whenever we're taking pictures and it's face to face or I have a performance. Oh, it's freaking Sarah Lays. Like, she was my, uh, I think she was my first girl, girl scene like actually on camera. And um, I love her for that. Thank you. But she's one of the most sensual people I know, right? And uh, that's where I learned some of my, like, sexy movements and whatever. But once she got in front of me, and she started looking at me very sensually up and down, and it was, like, very tension. And because I'm really pansexual in real life, I was, like, freaking out. I was, like, gay panic. You know what I mean? I'm like, are we performing? Or is this is whatever. But, yeah, girls get make me nervous. Oh. Yeah, so I make women. Make women's, you know. Don't worry. I think you'll get over it in time. I think yeah. as you develop more of a name, and, you know, you'll get right over that and be like, yeah. Nah. But some girls, don't get me wrong, some girls do approach me very strongly. Like, I had, like, I, I went to a place that we were having, like, a private party, and, like, girls were drinking and whatever. And I was very kept to myself because, as I mentioned earlier, before the podcast, that you, you guys know I'm not drinking too much. <laughs> So everyone was in a different level, right? And I know disrespect, but I kept to myself. I'm more of a smoker. So I was just chill, like high as hell, just chilling. But they were like rubbing up on me and wanting to like just get with me, man. And I have that effect sometimes. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then I don't know how to react. But that's the thing. I don't know how to like play cool. You know, it's like. Well, I think if they're trying to you know, get in your pants on there, if you're down, why be cool about it? True, but mm, if they're drunk, I don't like it. Well, yeah, like you don't want to. No one wants. I want it to be like you know the chemistry, like casual, like you know. Is that is that? I'm a hopeless romantic. (laughs) Oh my god! But I love like I'm. I feel like I'm the best pussy eater ever. I I can eat pussy like for a really long time. Like, and I feel like people should like see more of my girl girl scenes. Mm, Yeah. So, are you eating a lot of pussy in real life, though? Sometimes. That that sounds like not enough. Not enough. Uh, my partner and I are open to it, but it's not like it happens all the time. Like, you know. Why not? I don't know. Not all girls are down to it, you know. And it's like, okay, like, it's something that you have to be very safe about who you choose, especially because we're public figures you know what i mean so like i'd like to do it with someone safely within the industry but also not someone that's messy someone that's chill and vibes you know and it's hard to find that it's like a hard balance yeah that i guess that does make it a little difficult right right Mm -hmm. and girls are emotional they are Mm -hmm. i mean is there any fear of like bringing up Bring a girl in with your partner as well, and then like some girl trying to like steal your man or some shit. No, 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 at all. I know what I got. <laughs> uh, no, not at all, not at all. It's just um, 
um the the time the the, the uh, finding the right type specifically because we have completely types different types of likings at times that's pretty much it and just uh and just that it's not something like we want to be exposed to often you know because uh, sometimes it it be with with experience it sometimes it's been whack so like it's been like eh, we haven't been trying you know yeah it's like oh this was not worth the effort. Exactly. Sometimes it's like, oh, man, I wish we could fuck the same girl we fucked that one time because we tried this other girl. What happened to that girl then? Why aren't you exactly. reaching out? We will. <laughs> we, we shall. So what do you look for in a girl? I'm pansexual. So like, I like everything. So, but I'm an ass person. So if you have, I like ass eating. I could eat ass for hours. I'm not shy about it. I advocate for it, especially for men, because men are very, like, biased about that subject, which is really silly because human uh, God, if so, made uh, your, um, what do you call it? Our uh, G-spot. Your G-spot is in your anus, so. Yeah. It's all connected, homeboy. When they lick your goosh, is because it's reaching that. You know, it's all connected. So don't be scared of getting a little bit of uh-uh in there. I, I hate to break your heart here, but... I, no, don't say it. I got digestive problems, so... No, you've never had it? I, I got digestive problems. I'm just like, nah, nah, nah. You have nah. digestive problems? Yeah. Um, Maybe, I don't know. You, you get douche before uh, or like just wash I mean, I wash my asshole. Don't worry. <laughs> like, it's filthy, but it's still. Are, like, you're scared of like pooping on a girl's mouth. Yeah, I don't particularly want to do that. I don't think you're gonna be so into it. You're not gonna poop in it. You never know. I could get so excited that I do poop. Mm, very I, true. I am not doing salad and gummy bears the night before. So very true, especially after this shoot, guys. I've I've been having a difficult time with my bowel movements. <laughs> Did, did you not starve yourself yesterday? <sighs> that's the thing. Like, I've very had an inconsistent diet. So I think that's what's had me, like, in the runs. And I had a smoothie. And probably a smoothie wasn't a good idea. And I didn't know. <laughs> shout out to Carmela because she's the one that told me which are the things to avoid before a shoot that is anal. But she told me, like, before I got here. I had already shot. Oh. So we had to take a bunch of cut guys, and that had never happened to me because I served my ass as a cleanest, I promise you, but this truth was difficult. But I didn't prepare myself preemptively, so that's on me. So Gummy bears are your friend. Gummy bears? Oh, yeah. So just eat gummy bears and that's it? A lot of people do gummy bears and salad like the night before. That's their diet? Just, just the night before. And then the next day they don't eat. They don't eat until they get offset. What if the shoot is delayed? As a PA, I have dealt with some uh, very uh, hangry performers who were just oh like, "Oh my god, I could not do it. <laughs> I could not do it. I can, I will tell you right now. I had a problem with one of my first uh, people that saw me for uh, pro amateur scenes. The shoot was like at midnight, and it lasted to like two or three, and the guy was like. He didn't come, he probably had a shoot before, and he didn't come, like, completely, you know, hygienic. Ugh. 
And it was the first time meeting, so it's like not. And That's then, a bad first impression. Correct. And then you know, like the the very least we want to do, he went to to have a smoke. I get that because I smoke. But hey, you have Listerine or something. He did not like. At least give yourself a horse shower. Like just scrub, scrub, scrub. But we made it through, and you know. Yeah, it's not all glamorous. Like you said earlier, sometimes we have to do that when we don't have to, but. Hey, we're here now. Right. Right. I've made it so far, guys. Like, that means you can do it too. But don't put yourselves in situations you don't want to. But they just happen randomly. And if they do, take them gracefully is what I'm trying to say. Well, and this is the right way to say it. Yeah, definitely. And this isn't the job for everybody. And like, people need to be realistic with themselves, like, that this isn't the job for everybody. And that's why, like, back to the doing gay for pay, it's like, yeah. You know, if you were like, oh, I want to be a sex worker that badly, you'd do gay for pay. Mm-hmm. But obviously. You don't. You don't want it that bad. Because you don't consider that option, which is there. I mean, or BDSM, which is a really big thing. You could just peg a nigga or get pegged. You know, it's not entirely gay for girls pegging you. You know, is yeah. that is that a good loophole? Ah. I mean, if they're into it, I mean, if... The, they're willing to do it. They're willing to consent to it. I mean, yeah, no, I haven't made a pegging scene, so I'm looking forward to that. Do you peg dudes in real life? I have not ever, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> does your partner know that? Uh, yeah, he knows I'm pansexual. But, but does he know he's you're looking forward to pegging somebody? Uh, for a shoot. But yeah. not in real life? No, we have boundaries. Like I said, every healthy relationship has boundaries, and I'm not going to have sex with another male. No. No, no, I meant him. Like, hey, oh, no, I wouldn't pay him. No, no. You haven't even broke him? Le- no. Have you asked him? No, no. No, he's not that type. <laughs> I eat his ass for hours, but no pegging. No. How do you know if he's going to say no if you don't ask? Oh. <laughs> you just know people. You know what I mean? When you spend enough time with them and there's some things that you just don't. I mean, have- but the worst you could say is no. Babe, I'm not into that. The worst you could say is no. He might surprise you and be like, for you, I'll let that happen. Okay, I'll ask tonight. Right. Because what's the worst you could say? No. It'll be embarrassing, but okay. Why is that embarrassing? You're like, you you just go to him like, yo, this would turn me on so much if I could peg you. It would, though. Right. Oh, my God. The worst is like, yo, I'm not into that. I'm not comfortable with that. And you're right back to where you started, right? Mm-hmm. Which, anyways, I'm going to do a scene, so it's... But, yeah, yeah. But wouldn't it be better to do your first pegging with, you know, the person you're actually intimate with? Yeah, it would. We have, like, the best sex chemistry. And it's funny because he was my first ever, like, real scene partner for an actual real company. And... Is that how you two met? Yeah, we met at an Exotica last year. So we're about to hit a year. So it was crazy because I remember that um, we Caribbean people and any Latin people generally were very passionate. Right? You've seen telenovelas, we kiss very passionately. We told she's sexy. Anything. And so I remember we did a, a threesome, we did a couple scenes and whatever, but he wouldn't kiss me. You know, it's like, uh, you know, just fucking. And I'm like, okay. But uh, I remember one day I was like, hey, you should kiss me. And then from there, it went downhill. Oh, my God. Oh, it started kissing everywhere. And if, it, if that man's mouth just captured my heart. Like, uh, is, that, is that corny? Ah! 
hey, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, you know. There's nothing wrong with you know, having chemistry and being in love off Exactly. Screen. And you know what's funny? We we had a scene with a different company, right? And we, we don't like to discuss our business because it's not why, you know? Right. Um, so we went to this company, very unbiased, you know, just the two different performers. But when we started shooting, the girl was like, y'all have such a good chemistry. Are y'all together? And we we're kind of like starting to like see each other. So we didn't know how to answer. It was really funny. <laughs> but people could really tell that we had that type of chemistry. So it was, I feel it was meant to be. Right? Yeah. And that's good on you because you're still relatively new. But a lot of people have problems finding love, finding relationships. Within this industry, yeah. I, I've I've had that experience. So, like, I know I've been doing, like, pro amateur for only a year. But I've been doing, like, OnlyFans content since 2019. And I have, I've had boyfriends that are like, you can't meet my mom until you stop having OnlyFans. I've had boyfriends that stopped me from having OnlyFans for 10 months. I've had a lot of situations that are discriminated just because of that. So it's really hard to find someone that will truly understand that, hey, you can separate work and actual physical intimacy because it's not something you can compare. Exactly. So with the partners that were like, oh, I'm not interested in your mom, how fast did you drop them? How fast were you out? Like three months. Wow. I'm surprised you lasted that long. Fuck. I like I said, I'm a hopeless romantic. I'll keep trying. The minute you're like, I don't think you're good enough to introduce to my family. Romance is out the window in my book. I believe a lot in the good of people. I believe also that there's a lot of ignorance. And when you educate someone, maybe down the line, they'll learn something from it. And sometimes you do waste a little bit of time. And that's something I'm like outgrowing maybe. But my heart is there. Well, you can educate people if they're open to being educated. That's true because people choose to be ignorant sometimes. Mm. Exactly. But ignorance is bliss. I know. I know. That's why smart people are depressed. Oh, I know. Yeah. It oh. sucks. It sucks being smart and, and aware of your surroundings because you're like very logical. But hey, pros and cons, guys. Pros right? and cons. And a lot of this shit you didn't get to choose. True. If it could have been like the Simpsons, I could just shove a crayon up there and be dumb. Man, that crayon would be right up my nose. Right, definitely. Yeah. Some things just don't come that easy. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. I need a little more brain trauma. And in- no, I hear you. Yeah, I have some. Mm-hmm. But we won't talk about that. But the they say that the hottest girls are the craziest. Let me just put that out there. Well, yes. But it's true. It's stereotypical, but true. It depends on the type of crazy. Like, oh, you're crazy about me? That's cool. Until the point where, like, you get crazy jealous and I talk to somebody no, else. I mean, like, mental illness type thing. What? Okay. These like, are all levels the of mental hottest, illness. Okay, the hottest girls are the emo chicks that, like, have BPD and shit. That always have purple hair and a lot of piercings and stuff like that. And they, put, they fuck really good. BPD is so hard to deal with, though. I I have BPD. It's, it sucks. It's very it's it very sucks. prevalent in the industry. It is very right. Let's talk about that because I just recently heard that right, and I have not done a ton of research. As I mean, I, all my research is anecdotal from people I have met over the years. So you've met a lot of girls that have BPD in her and industry. dudes too, and dudes too. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that the, there was a common denominator in dudes. I wouldn't believe it. Uh, Zoe Sinner and I was talking about this a couple episodes back and it makes sense because like people with BPD are looking for admiration. They're looking 
for new stimulation. And yeah, it's because okay, so the whole thing with BPD having lived with this and being actually diagnosed, uh, I'm not embarrassed. It's something I advocate for. BPD is like uh, your personality is having no personality. Imagine that. So like, just imagine trying to fit in at different things. That's why you dye your hair different times. That's why you change your mind. And oftentimes you are mistaken as trying to be like manipulator or stuff like that. But it's because you had lack abandonment issues or stuff like that, that you're trying to fill in certain gaps. And also there's a bipolar, you know, portion of it that you have mood changes. That's why people take mood stabilizers and you should take them every day so you don't like, you know, go off on people. Well, and that and unfortunately BPD has a high suicide rate. Yes. And that's something that people want to deny. Like I, I people nowadays treat depression and mental health as a pseudoscience. A lot of these podcasts and I will openly call them out because I don't like that. Um, let's be real. There are studies. There are brain scans. They do take a long. We know study researchers take about 40, 30 years. You know what I mean? But we do know mental issues uh, need to be treated a certain type of way, you know? And without medication and proper adjustment to it, you won't have a regular life. Specifically with BPD, because you're consistently with a mood dysregulation. That's what it's called. You're up you're down. It's like a roller coaster. Well, and the problem with mental illness versus like physical ailments is like you can lie. If you have a broken leg, you can't lie that your leg's not broken. Yeah. But the the thing is with the mental mental illnesses, a lot of people unfortunately because they can't see it, they think you're faking it or they think you're overly exaggerating it. Or they're afraid of the stigma that comes with it. That too. Or to be associated with someone with that stigma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of compassion. I think this world lacks a lot of empathy and compassion. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. In the future, I want to like open a nonprofit like for uh, behavioral health because I think that that's something that it's not very well funded and treated. Yeah. Especially under like, um, what's it called? Uh, underprivileged communities. Uh, because, like, if you can't pay for health insurance, how can you see a social worker or, like, you know, like a therapist or something or someone? Or you, can't. That, you can't. And and some of the, and let's be honest, people, some people are not taught normal values of coping, like how to do good stuff. Uh, the way I was raised, it was like, uh, if you cry, I'm going to give you something to cry about. And that's not good because you keep that stuff inside, you know what I mean? And you got to let it out. Anecdotally, like a lot of the Puerto Ricans I know uh, know in my life are like, there's a lot of bravado in the Puerto Rican culture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like Latin cultures. And But I think it's just across any country that the basic families don't teach that maybe or bias on how they teach it. There should be uh, at least a nonprofit that, hey, I'm not going to charge you. I'll offer you some basic human skills of how to cope. Well, and the problem with like the nonprofits in a lot of cases, like – L.A. is, you know, because it's L.A., there is affordable mental health care out there. Really? But the problem is, it's, you get what you pay for. It's not that great. During the beginning of the pandemic, like, I was seeing a teletherapist through, you know, one of the social work, like, you know, and it was just like, the first time I met with this person, you know, I told him, you know, my father's dead, and like, you know, he's been dead since 2017, and like, during the second one, I was like, so how's your relationship with your father? I'm like, 
He's so robotic. I hate that. It's really hard to find a good therapist. Yeah, it's like one, you're robotic or or you're overworked. Or you're not listening. Or, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're not just, listening or you're overworked or whatever the thing. Why do that type of job if you're not going to be committed to it? Yeah, and like I, I legitimately went off on him. Like, Did you? Oh, yeah, I'm like. I, don't be unapologetically. I would have too. Yeah. I don't judge you. I'm sorry, guys. You might hear me. Like my nose is like this. Change of weather sucks. <laughs> like I just like snorted over you talking. I don't know if they're gonna hear that. Don't worry. If I do my job right. Sorry. <laughs> but and then I, I went off on the dude, and he just like, oh, I think this is a good honest moment for us. I'm like, good save on you not doing your fucking job, dude. That was so so avoidant of him, yeah. but it happens. You it know is, I mean? but it's also like, once again, this is all anecdotally, but it feels like I got what I paid for. Yeah, I, I had one psychiatrist cancel on me, um, very petty, um, so I understand that. And in Puerto Rico, um, unfortunately, we do have somewhat of universal health care, but because of that reason, doctors don't get paid fairly, and when you don't get paid fairly, what happens? You don't do it. You don't do your job right, yeah. do you? Or so, or you do it like very extendedly or like, you know what I mean? So I've known people that travel to other states, uh, do uh, GoFundMes, do the most to get treatment somewhere else with another doctor, whereas they can get it in their homeland and that's something really sad. In an ideal world, completely socialized healthcare should happen. Utopian world. Right, in a utopian world. But the problem is, when you still have the ability to have private practices or the talent is going to go to where the money is because capitalism, capitalism. I, when I was in Cuba, like, our, yeah, let's talk about that. My, our cigar tour guide, mm -hmm. his wife was a doctor and he's like, okay. because of the tips from Canadian and British tourists and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we were like one of the first sets of Americans he had seen in forever. Wow. Because I went in... May his day, huh? I, I was there in 2017, like, on one of the very first flights that were legal from the States straight to Havana. Really? Yep. I didn't know about that. And our tour guide's like, I make so much more money than my wife, and she's a doctor. That's sad. And you know what? Um, when I used to... I used to work at constructions. Um, I've done a thousand types of jobs. And I met people that very honorably um, immigrated and had to work that type of job because they wouldn't get any other type of jobs, right? And you would talk to lawyers. You would talk to engineers. You would talk to doctors doing construction work, man. And you're like, in your homeland, you're such a smart person. And even here, you could be, but you don't have the chance to. Well, and it's fucked because, like, you could be a doctor in one of these countries and the U.S. doesn't recognize your education and you couldn't get licensed to be a doctor if you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, I don't know if this is like shitting on the U.S., um, but anyways, I, I'll tell you guys a book to read later on about the United States and Puerto Rico, very controversial and good. But um, because of, uh, I think the United States is backwards from a lot of places. Like, for example, we use kilometers in Puerto Rico. We, we don't use, is it miles? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I think uh, when you tip at restaurants in other countries, especially European countries, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, call me out if I'm wrong, you don't have to tip or something like that. Like it's more of a gratuity type of sh stuff. So that all depends on where you are in Europe? Correct, right? But it's not like mandatory. Like here you have to. Like because they pay some more ser wages. servers are paid shit. Yep. 
And that's something that has to be worked on, but because of our capitalism, it's not well adjusted. Uh, like in the UK, like you might tip a bartender on a pint or stuff like that, but like okay. you don't really tip. Yeah, at, at a bar. Yeah, you tip, but not at a restaurant. You don't really tip at restaurants. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. And maybe you know more because again, I haven't traveled, so I'm just assuming from I've where been. I've learned because I studied with international people in my classes in university. So this is something that we talked about. Yeah. I- my audience has heard this, but like I've been on six continents. Like I've been all over the world. What? Yeah. What are the six con- continents? I'm only short Antarctica. <laughs> I, so the the current. So again, I'm, we're not very well taught on United States geographic. Country wise, I've been to obviously America, Mexico, Cuba, Colombia, Japan, <gasps> Australia. Uh, oh, I'm to go to say. <laughs> The UK, France, Spain, Finland, Germany. Oh, much has been beautiful, Finland, huh? Finland was red. Like, I really wish I, I need to go back to Helsinki and spend more time there. Did, what did you go for, if you don't mind me asking? Did you get drunk and ra- did you rave or did you go to a rock concert or something? I went to an, American, an English speaking comedy show. <laughs> it was literally. Look at me, guys. Look at my disappointed face. I would have loved to have gone to a metal show there, but the problem is I was there for about 56, 70-ish hours. Like, yeah. Literally, me and my friends went to Amsterdam. Okay. Then we went over. Oh, there's, that's a drinking capital. Yeah. Isn't that what Anne Frank's house is? Yep, yep. That's where I want to go. I'm a nerd. You want to go to Anne Frank's house? Is that weird? No. <laughs> <laughs> But go on, I'm sorry. And then from Amsterdam, we bounced over to Munich for Oktoberfest. <gasps> nice. Went back to Amsterdam. We're there for another couple of days. My friends went back to the States. I went to Finland for like three day, two and a half, three days. Nice. And then I came back to Amsterdam for a night and then went back to the States. Really? Yep. Was it fun? Draining sounds, but fun. It was fun. It was good. That's time. what I'm telling you. Like when I do these travel trips, it is draining. As you said, earlier shoots. Which was anal, guys. I'm drained. And then another one later, it's like, oh, my God. But it's worth it because you're experiencing things. Exactly. And, like, all those trips, except maybe Munich, we yeah, we were in an Airbnb in a neighborhood. So it's just like. I suggest you always go local. Oh, 100%. But like, safely. Well, but it's also one of those things I have found in all my travels. Like, if you've been in a major metropolitan area. Okay. If you go to some place where you know you shouldn't be, you'll see it. You'll be like, this is not where I should it be. It looks shady. Yeah. Poverty, unfortunately, lower income areas look the, have similar yo, characteristics yo, everywhere. Yo, let me tell you about that. In Puerto Rico, have you been to Puerto Rico? I have not, actually. Okay. So there's an area called Isla Verde, and there's another ca- Calle Loisa, and there's two streets parallel, right? The street behind is tourist area. And the other street is regular ghetto-ass projects and everything. So you can definitely tell the economic difference in Puerto Rico, especially now how we're going through our economic situation. So I definitely can relate to that. Oh, yeah. If as long as you have a little bit of common sense and no ego. A lot of people, sorry, Americans, a lot of Americans don't have common sense. I don't disagree in the least. They don't want to get educated because we, America is a place of uh, entitlement. It's like 
they gotta get acclimated to America, not America to the world. Well, and that's one of the things that pisses me off when I'm abroad is Americans like demanding shit in English. Like I'm in your fucking country. Like as much as Why? I right, as much as I don't speak Spanish, like in, earlier you tried it with me. Yeah, no, but like when I was in Colombia, it's like uh uno agua cangas, like I can oh, I am part of you. Yeah, like I, I at least try to learn some phrases like uh, I applaud you for yeah, that. Like, uh, Donde Espanol? Like, yeah. That is respecting culture, especially in places because, like, I've seen a lot of tragedies happening in neighborhoods in Puerto Rico because people want to, like, look for things that they like to endeavor in that you find in shady places, but they don't respect the culture in those places. And unfortunately, you'll get in trouble. Yeah. And it's not our fault. Don't paint me as a bad guy. You're, you're being an ignorant. You're not. You know, one hundred percent. Like it's just a travel little, safely. Exactly, a little bit of common sense. Like uh, when I was in Spain in twenty fifteen, we were in freaking Spain, man. I want to go because I want to go to that uh, chaplain. What's it called, Santa Iglesia? It it took a hundred years to get built. Nice. I I don't know. Hmm. We'll find the name later, <laughs> but it's a it's like a it's like a church. And inside it has like a tree and everything, and it's it's. Nice. I like I learned. I'm a passionate for arts and culture and history. I wanted to be a historian, but sadly that doesn't pay. Now you gotta just stay in education at that point. Yeah, like <laughs> man, but I'm already in porn. Hey. Hey. Now they won't let you teach children. No, unfortunately. But with with Spain, like uh-huh. we're in uh, Alicante, and you know. One of the things that I, I like to point out to people here, especially here in Los Angeles, is like the hills are the risky part of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, the hills are like the lower income areas because it's harder to get resources into the hills. It is such like that in Puerto Rico. That is very Everywhere true. else. If you live in the, in the coast in Puerto Rico, you are busting. So we're up in the hills, like around Alicante, like checking out the sunset and like, and this is before, this is 2015. So like it had not hit me as much as like, oh yeah. The lower income neighborhoods are in the hills, but I, I saw the telltale signs like there's garbage on the ground, there's chicken bones on the ground. It's like it started clicking in, but yeah, uh, like, but you know what? I'll tell you this: common sense is a virtue nowadays. It is, it is, uh, but it's also one of those things like people are like, oh, why are lower income neighborhoods so fucking filthy and all that shit? It's like because in a lot of cases, those people are working so much they don't up- take care of any of that, right? Like it's they like, can't afford it. They can't afford the time. Uh, Nothing. Sometimes you can't even afford the actual changes. Like when the hurricane happened in Puerto Rico, a lot of people had like uh, the blue tarp instead of an actual roof for like a year. So, it's, yeah. you know, you can't afford it. Right. It's like, oh, I could put a new roof on or I could starve and I could starve or. So basic needs always come first. Right. Exactly. And, you know, keeping your neighborhood to Beverly Hills level of pristine is not a priority when you've already been working 16, 18 hours in yeah, a Yeah, that's why I have to admit, guys, I dress down. Like, I wear cheap clothes all the time. You won't see me branded very rarely. Because why? Why spend on something that's going to get, like, you know, worn out? You're going to, like, maybe not wear it that much. You know what I mean? I love thrifting. That's one of my favorite things ever. Anything looks good on me. This was from Amazon. It was like probably like 12 bucks. Nothing wrong with it. Hey, pointers. That's what I'm here for. Right. 
And when you have it, you have it. You just have to have the confidence to expose yourself. It's very true. That's what I have to say. Like when I went to the to the Urban X lingerie party, I don't know if I told you this earlier, but because it was like at a regular bar, I had to walk down a regular street of people dressed in like actual lingerie. And you got to own it. You know what I mean? Like, I was just, I was a little bit timid because I'm not going to lie. I I do like covering myself, you know. Well, like, you're not a big person. Like I'm, I don't like the attention that much, you know. But people were like, why is she in lingerie? And I could tell that look. You know, when you can tell that look, I was like, mm-hmm, this don't look right. I hope there's not children around. <laughs> 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 yeah I have an ugly laugh I'm sorry <laughs> no need to apologize you gotta own it exactly exactly someone's gonna take a clip of this and, and put my laugh in a in a soundtrack or something I'm hoping I hope so too do, do it make me viral with my ugly laugh <laughs> try to make that happen for you yeah so <laughs> you're getting your passport where do you want to go like where's where's first I want to go to Brazil or Colombia. And I want to go to Colombia because I want to get, like, my breasts done. What do you want to get done with your breasts? Because, okay, let's be real. In this industry, you have an advantage if you have a more aesthetically pleasing breast. I am a mother. I love my breasts. And I advocate for bodies. But I want to get paid more. And I want... You know, to, you're welcome to show them to the yeah. camera if you want to. I could, yep. okay, okay, guys. I will just edit. The, I'll just look at yeah, it. Edit can post. they see it? So the Patreon members can see it. It'll be edited in post for YouTube. So okay, so that you know they're kind of flat here. So you because I breastfed for 18 months. So because I breastfed for 18 months and I used to use the pump machine and now I was a very dedicated. I'm still a dedicated mom. Don't get me wrong, but those first years were draining. My titties are done, guys. And this guy had the audacity to t to tell me, I'm one of your biggest fans, but now that you have more exposure and you're making more money, can you do something about your boobs? Because every time I see you, my eyes just bleed. That and doesn't sound like a fan. That don't sound like a fan, but that to be truth, that is a general conception. Let's be true. That is a general conception with boobs like how I have mine. Unfortunately, and I like mine, but I want to make it more. So you you feel like it's an investment? To it's an investment. Uh, it actually is. Like our 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 industry is based on vanity and aesthetic and progress and working on your body. We are not just models. We're athletes. If you think about it, oh one hundred percent. Who can ride a dick in real life for five minutes straight? Look at me, girl. Yeah, you at home. Can you? No. Okay, go to the gym and do some squats. It's really hard. That's a clip. That's a clip. It's really hard. And I've worked with people that tell me, like, I get winded, right? Because I have, like, half of my uterus. So that makes me be, like, a 50-year-old immediately. So I get really hot immediately. But people that are pro performers have told me, girl, you have an endurance when I'm riding because, like, I can really go. You know, so we are, we we have to invest in our bodies to keep on going if you really want to make it. So work it. You got to work hard. Go to the fucking gym. Don't skip leg day. 
Right, right. Never. I go to the gym a lot. I mean, right now I look skinny because this week has been, you know, not been able to work out at all, you know, and I haven't been taking nothing. Like, I've, my diet has been shit, you know, literally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I go to the gym a lot because you have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to be in shape. Like, you are not having regular old sex you were having exactly per performative sex exactly in positions that nobody Never in their right would mind ever think yeah no one in their right mind at home would do some of these positions exactly they're just they're just aesthetically pleasing they're not even necessarily pleasurable for anybody involved they're they're not unfortunately guys i'm sorry to say that like my audience knows <laughs> like i don't like i my my personal in both in my personal life and in performative i don't like like writing people like, even though it looks amazing, because you guys know my ass is amazing, but it doesn't give me no feeling. I want to get some feely feeling. You're getting some feely feeling. I mean, that's wild, because, like, I've been led to believe most women like to be on top because they get to control the angle and get to control. You know when I like to be on top? When I have my personal toy and I do anal, because I can control it. And anal is a pretty hard thing. I'll remember that today. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to circle back on the like cosmetic. Yeah, my, yes. So, do you have any fears of like going to Latin America to? Not really, because I've gotten really good recommendations for multiple sources. Okay. So I got really well researched and very well educated, and if anything, like I, I'm still decisive within Miami or Colombia. but probably Colombia. I mean, you're definitely gonna pay a lot more in Miami than you are in Colombia. And uh, a lot of doctors, not to call Miami out, but they've said that people come from Miami to get fixed from their previous surgery. Like, they get botched up. What are y'all doing? What's going on? So why is Beverly Hills not? You know, there's plenty of good plastic surgeons know, man. here in L.A. I like, mm, show me the work. But yeah, that's what I mean, I'm sure they could. Yeah. But you know what? Back to the going to the gym thing. Uh, I didn't want to discriminate people that don't go to the gym because I like kind of like chubby guys. Aw, aw. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the thing. That's my thing. Or cuddly. Yes, and warm and nice. And you always have something to eat and we're snacking, right? Don't tell me that's not true. It might be true. We we have snacking time, you know? Yeah. And and I like to hold, have something to hold and, and someone to hold me. And don't get me wrong. I like to hold, like, when it's a girl, I like them to be, like, my height. But it sounds coincided because I like them to have my type of body so I have something to get up. Or if not, I like them big. How big are we talking? Just big. I have a scene with Maria Bose. Go watch it. Like, I, I wouldn't mind sometimes a BBW here and there. Hey, nothing wrong with it. I like I said, I'm very pansexual. I'm so fluid, dude. If I feel it, I feel it, dude. It's just like it's there. You just know. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no reason, like. But a lot of people are biased. Still in the 21st century, unfortunately. Like I'm very non-binary, but in this industry, I have to be so feminine that it's like sometimes exhausting. Well, sadly, that's marketing. And that's the point, definitely. And don't get me wrong, like, I don't mind it. But in my personal life, I don't dress as 
flowery. <laughs> and and not only because of that, but also because of my safety, because I have a very full body. I don't know if I can stand up and you see it. Yeah, maybe. Let me see. Let me see. I'm a very full body person, right? And you know, you get noticed, you know, and and you don't want you don't want that it, you'll get noticed and you don't want that attention all the time. Some people don't know how to behave, so I dress down my personal life. Sometimes I even wear masks, even though you don't have to wear them anymore. Hey, plenty of performers do similar things. It's just like it's just easier than like having to fight off some dude. Yes, which I will. Don't get me wrong. I did jujitsu. But I am a person that, I'm not going to lie, I will tell you straight up to your face if something's wrong. Because is that stereotypical, you would think? I don't know. But, hey, I'll, I'll own it. Like, some people like me. Some people really don't like me because of that specific reason. You yeah, know I, what I mean? Personally, I would much rather know where I stand with someone than being like, oh, what's going on with that person? exactly like and i'm really bad with telling people's like expressions or sarcasm or stuff like that and i don't like the passive aggressive shit like just tell me if it's if you're wrong with something like just be straight up why are you you know looking after i've had people that have blocked me and then i'll block me after i was nominated i'm like what What is that all about? Like their insecurity. Come on, man. That's about their insecurity. Weird, you know. Yeah, and guess what? It's the trash seeing itself out. Well, that's not, I don't like to see it that way. Do you really want a toxic person like that in your life, though? I, Someone who like says that they care about you, care about you know what's going on, and then like is upset for your success. Fuck them. Do you really want that person in your life? So you know how I think this industry and a lot of females don't see it unfortunately and i like to promote this statement okay there is money to be made out there right there is different there's so many freaking categories there's so much things to do there's something for everyone you could be fat you could have a flat ass you could be having flat titties you have something that someone will like try it why hate on the other person Try to, like, maybe learn something from them. I used to watch a lot of girls and be like, hey, what do you do? I I literally paid for subscriptions for girls to give me advice. Like, because I'm not, you're giving me your time. I'm not going to go and be a weirdo and lurk your page. Because some people take that offensively, which is weird because we're just learning. But I paid for some subscriptions, right, when I first started. And I would see their strategies, their selling stages and all that. You learn from people and that's how you grow. You learn every day. They say that the smartest person is the one that's always learning. And that's how it should be. It's, you know, not everyone has all the answers. Like, that's the difference between being educated and actually being smart. Because... Being educated, just being able to regurgitate information doesn't necessarily make you smart. I hate that. And you know what? Let me make a parenthesis on that. A lot of people, like, repeat what they watch on YouTube on these podcasts because they haven't been exposed to that type of conversational skills. Being able to apply knowledge is actual intelligence, as I, like... Right. Like, experience, uh, actual experience and knowledge together. Right, but it, being able to apply it. Like, there's like not just preach it. Right, not just preach it, but also, like... Oh, learning from mistakes, actually being able to apply what you've learned from and those being mistakes. Being accountable. Right. A lot of people don't be, don't like to be accountable. Oh, it's wild. Hell, it's some, something it's as simple. It's okay to be wrong. 
we're all wrong, especially me. Hey, I've had BPD, bro. Like, have been wrong many times. Same. I've been wrong I've multiple times. Done a lot of things questionable. Same, same. But it, it's wild to me. Like, I was out on Friday night drinking with some people. Okay. And the one of the girls at our table like blew out a candle. Like it was like one of these like a wick and like a metal top. And I went to pull it out of the candle holder to relight it, and I burned myself a little bit. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Why did you do that? I don't Let know. Let me just say. Alcohol. Alcohol. Ah, you were drunk. Okay, that makes sense. And I'm like, ow. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you sorry about? I'm the adult who decided to reach into a hot thing and pull it out. Yeah. She's like, oh, my God, dudes dudes would have blamed me because I pulled it out. I'm like, you're hanging out with the wrong fucking people. You know what? There's a trauma response. This is trauma response. I'm a trauma survivor, and when you go to therapy and you have PTSD, that is a trauma response saying too, I'm sorry, too much. It's because you've been exposed to an environment that you have to be overly apologetic. So things that you don't have to apologize for. Like, well, Guys, you don't have to apologize for everything. For her to even say, like, oh, dude's my age, because she's like 25. She's like, That's so sad. She's like, dude's my age would have blamed me for that. I'm like, well, then you're hanging out with the wrong fucking dudes. You know what? I agree with that statement, but let's add this to it. Think about this. That is also something that's becoming more commonly online because of these figures that they are watching, these YouTubers that are encouraging that type of behavior. Like, take ownership for your own shit. Should I? Yes, but, you know, it's, such a, it's toxic masculinity, unfortunately. It's being brought upon. Okay, because feminism was growing and whatever. Now, like, their guys are, like, doing the opposite, but in a toxic way. There's no balance. Well, Were there be no balance? Probably not. Blaming another person for something that they didn't even ask you they to didn't do. ask you to do. But, again, that's what females ha have been going through for decades, dude. It's fucked. It's fucked, but guys are like that because they think like it's it's like it's easier to not take accountability and blame you as emotional or blame you as problematic or confrontation or stuff like that than to be like, hey yo, like shit happens, you know? Yeah. Like it's literally like you you blew it out, I went to relight it. I didn't think about that this was gonna be fucking hot. It happens, bro. I, I literally just iced out my finger on my drink. It was and sweet of her though. Like I mean she worried about you and in a way. In a way. I got her number, so it's all good. Hey. Hey. Look at you with that riz. Hey, yo. My man got the riz right here, you guys. Sometimes. Sometimes. Gotta make it work. Right. Better sometimes than never. Right. But it's just one of those things where, like, it was just... For her to say that to me was mind-blowing. That, like... Really? Someone would... I, well, you know what my friends say? That I should say sorry less. Yeah. Yeah. I say sorry a lot. Oh, a no. A lot. It's stupid. I, I I have another woman in my life who apologizes Did for Did I not say a, a sorry a lot of times when I got here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we were like chilling and whatever. I was like, man, I was a little bit late. And you were like, bro, like it ha shit happens. Like he was so understanding that I can definitely understand wh where he's coming from because I didn't think as a man, look at me being predisposed. Okay, <laughs> let's dive into this. Me being predisposed to not being okay with it, I would not appreciate it or taking your I'm sorry, excellent acceptance. Does that make sense? Right. I would have probably said sorry five more times like her. <laughs> sorry, girl. I, I feel for you. Yeah, Wherever you are, hit him back. I have, I have another woman in my life who, like, apologizes for oh, shit. Oh, you have someone. I mean, do you have someone? No, nah, people I'm talking to. I don't have anyone. Uh, 
Okay. No one official. You you go around. Look at you being a player. I am not a player. Ooh. I'm not a fucking player. Don't play with me. Let's let's be uh, truthful here. Uh, no, I'm not a player. I'm. You gotta own it. Confidence, oh, man. Oh no, no. If I was like, I am not a fucking player. Like I am not playing. Are you with girls? Like I'm with girls. No. Man, then I'm but fuck. <laughs> no, no. I, I have zero problems talking to women. I fuck. I suck. So, like the first. The okay. So like I'm gonna say this publicly because I'm not embarrassed. But like one of my biggest uh, um industry crushes was Roxy Sinner. I don't know if you've seen her. Uh, Roxy Sinner, she's uh Syrian, very pretty. All right. And um, she was the volunteer for my first scene, right? And she wore my crop top. I was so proud of that, or whatever. But the year before, not the year before, but a couple of months, I had met her as a fan, and she had to get a picture with me. Nice. And. When I fucked her, I was like really nervous. Yeah, but it's what hey, it worked out. She's really nice about it, so I appreciate that. That's yeah. awesome. Very comforting. Yeah, it's awesome. It worked out. Was that soon out? Soon, very okay. soon. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a compilation. But you know, that's gonna be some true passion right there. Yeah, I should put it out. It's a threesome scene. Nice, it's really fun. So I should put it out soon. Look out for my my uh, Instagram and my Twitter. I might put it out very soon. Yeah. I think you should. You think you should? Let's, yeah. let's put a vote. I'm going to put a vote. All right. All right. Let's do put, that. Put a vote in your Instagram stories. Ooh. That'll be fun. Let's do that. We made a promise, guys. Pick a promise, me. I'm on it. Yeah. We did it, guys. All right. I wanted to circle back on the sorry thing real quick. Like, Dude, we talk about a bunch of shit like... Yeah, that's how this show goes. That's how this show goes. I, and I'm a talker. I'm sorry. Please don't ever apologize for being a talker on, <laughs> on this fucking podcast. Like, there have been people over the years who were not talkers, and you can you have to force a conversation. That's so bad, man. Shit that happens. Sucks. But you know what? I've I I think that in the 21st century, that's very common because I've experienced like before, like being dating someone. I've experienced people that are like, "Hey, what are you doing?" That's it. Like when you try to make a conversation, it's like they stay quiet or shut. It's like it unfortunately happens. I think it's only getting worse when we have younger people that are like just experience communication via screens. Like they don't I know think how to. That's affecting yeah how we interact with people. A hundred percent. They don't know how to interact with people in in real life. Right, and it's one of those things where like I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it came out on like YouTube within the last week or so. Like. A fucking white supremacist troll decided to actually get into a cage with a professional UFC fighter, a Jewish UFC fighter. Wait, let's say that again slower. So a white supremacist troll, a white nationalist troll, decided that he like was like a Ku Klux Klan guy? Like a Nazi, like Wow. Okay. Decided that he was gonna talk shit on Twitter and then got challenged to actually get in the cage with a Jewish MMA fighter. And this dude was merciful like he was merciful to this dude i mean he still beat him up but he was merciful about how he beat him up really and it's just well, what, what's the controversy with within those type of like but it's one of those things where like i'm not culturally adept to this. if you were had any common sense or like how to communicate with people in the real world mm-hmm. and didn't think about the fact that like oh 
in the real world, this person is going to beat the shit out of me. They're just so used to talking to people through fucking screens where there are no consequences. Oh, you're saying because of their how they looked and whatever or their weight? Well, that... like, so this dude's a fucking Nazi. But... Oh, so he was like predisposed and like racist and whatever. Right. So he was going to beat him up in a personal type of way, not in a professional type of way. Well, he was he was talking shit like on Twitter and just, no, oh, he's racist and like a white nationalist and talking shit. About. Respectable. Right. And like the MMA fighter's like, yo, come back it up in real life. And he did? Who won? Oh, the MMA fighter. The yeah. the, the racist guy? No, no, the actual the fighter. The Jewish guy. The Jewish guy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and like he was being nice. Like you could tell that he was not. I don't like racism. No. I don't like racism. Like I like my men as dark as my coffee. So. Nothing with that right. being said, like, I have no tolerance with that or, like, any type of, like, bias to xenophobia. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people know what xenophobia is. And it's, like, when you're, like, for no freaking reason, scared for someone from another country. Get to know them. Not everyone's bad. Well, the, the problem is a lot of those people that have those tendencies, they'll meet someone and they'll be like, oh, you're one of the good ones. The, I hate when they say that. It's like, you know what? I'll tell you about an experience. Oh, please. I lived in Texas, right? And in Puerto Rico, because of our mix, you could be light skinned just like you, or you could be black, or you could be mixed. Like, for example, my sister is like darker than me, but with straight hair. Right. And then my brother is like your skin type. He's like Caucasian almost, but with curly hair and he cuts it. So um, and I'm like this. So we're all different. And I have a cousin that is blonde with blue hair. We're all different. So that being said, we don't have kind of that bias. You know what I mean? So I really don't understand. Like, I don't like that. You know, unfortunately, America was so fucking built on it. But America is a melting pot of immigrants, if you know your history. Well, yeah, and a lot of people tend to try to deny that shit. Like Ignorance is bliss. Let's say that again. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Even how America handles this shit is divisive. Like, you don't... Dude. Well, it, like, as a Puerto Rican, you're not like, oh, I'm Afro-Puerto Rican. I'm... You're like, we're all Puerto Ricans. Yeah, or we could say, like, I think we could say um, Afro-Caribbean, but I still think that's, like, dude, like, say you're Puerto Rican, but people do go, let me tell you this, people go on my live and they ask me, like, so are you black? Are you mixed? Like, what are you? And I'm like, guys, Puerto Ricans are mixed. I go through this more than what you think of. And really, I don't mind because I think that people just need to be educated. I don't take it in... I know... Uh, unless someone tries to troll me, which sometimes they do, unfortunately, I don't take it offensively because I think just people need to be educated. They do. Once again, as we said earlier, if they're willing to be educated. Yeah. When I was in Cuba, it was just like everyone was just Cuban. Like, no matter their skin Damn. tone, they were just Cubans. That's cool, though. And But um, in America, it's like... Yeah, oh my god, the Texas story. I fucked up. We, we'll get back to it in one Okay, second. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm happy to get back to it. But it's, it's like in, in America, it's like, oh no, you're African-American. You're, you're like, even among white people, it's like, oh, I'm Italian. I'm Irish. I'm, mm. they're like, they, they want. They label themselves. They label themselves. 
like motherfucker, you're Irish. How many generations ago were did your family live in Ireland? Yeah, exactly. They're just in going into ancestry.com. Come on, guys. It's like I'm Irish. Where I'm a mix. I'm half percent this. I'm one percent that. I'm three percent this. I know the people you're talking about. Right, like no motherfucker. You're an American. Come on, man. You're you, Ameri- you were born in American soil. Right, like oh, I, some I forgot which comedian did this joke, but it's like. I never been to a comedy show. Oh, you need I to was, fix that. I was mean, meaning to tell you that earlier. You need to fix that for sure. But th- there was a comedian I forgot who did this bit, but it was just like, "Oh, I'm Irish. Oh, when did you move here? Oh, I'm I'm from Boston. Oh, when when did your parents come here? Oh, they're from Boston. Oh, when did their parents come here? Oh, they're from Boston. Like, how the fuck are you Irish? Like, and that's the thing. Like traveling abroad, no one if I was of, I, I'm not of Irish descent, but right. if I was of Irish descent and I went to Ireland and they're like, oh, you're a fucking American. You're not Irish. And another thing is that I would understand it if you would at least practice your traditional, you know, cultural things in your home. If you claim to have that, you know what I mean? Because I know a lot of like New Yorkans and this is very controversial um they're um, they're puerto rican descent like let's say second generation third generation that's fine but you weren't born in puerto rico but do you at least practice some puerto rican things do you go to puerto rico do you know your history like that's what matters you know that's uh, how you represent your country how many generations after like the spanish conquering of the island did people just be like we're puerto ricans now um I'm not sure if it is right, but we have the French Peace Treaty. We had Spain for less than Mexico. Mexico had had it for like 500 years, so maybe like 300 years we had Spanish, and then the U.S. invasion. The, so that's 18, like 18, uh, 18, uh, 1890? Well, okay, Cristobal came in 1842, if I'm saying that right. And then 300 years from there, I think. Well, just Google. The, let me Google the peace treaty. So the, I don't... the Spanish American War was like in the 1890s. Yes. So that's when Puerto Rico. That's became... when that's when it was uh, conceded to the United States as right. a territory. Correct for pure, pure geopolitical interests. Because you know what, we had bad poop. That's all it is. It's guan. Like, you know, you can have minerals from bad poop. Yep. I'll recommend a book if I can make it parentheses. It's called A War Against All Puerto Ricans. It'll teach you all about U.S. and, and Puerto Rico blending. How many generations of, like, Spanish settlers in Puerto Rico before they're like, we're Puerto Ricans? That's true. But you know what? We did have a nationality before U.S. invaded. Oh, for sure. We, we had a Puerto Rican nationality. Like... People, like, I think my great-great-great-grandmother, her birth certificate said Puerto Rican. But then when we switched to American, we were American citizens. Well, and that's crazy that the amount of Americans that don't realize that Puerto Ricans are American citizens. Yo, you know, you don't know the amount of times they look like three times at my ID. I'm like, it's a real ID. It's just from Puerto Rico. Like, come on, man. Well, you're not from Guam. I'm sure that goes... Or even I met a guy from Guam uh, at therapy, and I was so bad for him because we're talking about like third world country shit, and man, it was it's worse for them, yeah. But we don't have any representation on Congress. We can't vote for president. We're we're just do as we told. Yeah, it's fucked. And then Wall, like that. Wall Street, you know, buying up real estate. Um. So now we have something called 
Sorry, guys. I'm going to pour a little bit of this. So now we have some. Someone who's like, I'm not drinking tonight. Mm. Start talking about geopolitical. Yeah. You get me going. You get me going. That's my subject. That's my major. Um, so uh, what was I saying? Freak. About Wall Street and buying a property. Okay. So, yes. So we are experiencing, um, what's it called? Gentrification. Yeah. To an extent, like even the schools are like overly crowded because they're closing schools to sell them to wealthy investor Americans under the Act 22 that can buy old buildings that are not like up to kept after the hurricane. And I do agree that tourism is good for the country, but we need to have something to build upon ourselves. Stop selling our stuff. You're selling our schools, you're selling our homes, you're displacing our people. Well, and no place should be completely built on tourism because if at some point it stops becoming popular, right. what happens to your whole economy? Look at fucking New Orleans post-Katrina, too. Like, Okay, you know, tell me about that. that lo- the city has still not recovered I've its population. Oh, you should definitely go to New Orleans. New Orleans is an amazing place. Is it fun? It's so much fun. Do they really throw the little things at you? It's just during Mardi Gras. I will go to Mardi Gras. I want, I want that. But like I said, I've only seen American shit from TV. In the post-Katrina world, New Orleans still has not. Katrina happened 15, 16 years ago. They are still not at the population numbers that they're at pre. Damn, I'm really young. What the hell? I don't even remember that. Oh yeah, Katrina was during uh, W. Bush's fucking tenure. I'm 27. How old was I? Let's not talk about that. But okay. So you're like 12. <gasps> wow. The fact that like a major city still has not gotten back to. How it should have been. How its population numbers from 15 years later. Wow. It and, has a lot to say. And that town is completely based on tourism. Like almost all. Okay. So I see how the change did really affect after rebuilding the economy. Because yeah. I think that's what they're trying to happen. You know, the hurricane was really bad. I moved to Texas, which we'll get back to that later. Why Texas of all places? Um, Because my brother was stationed there and there were no commercial flights out. It was only like military emergency flights. And because of his position in the military, he was able to get us out. Nice. Yes. But out of all places, Texas, man. Yeah, but once you landed in Texas, why'd you stay there? Because <sighs> I was married. I was married in love, young child, you know, trying to live the American dream. You know, I before being a porn star, I had the corporate life, as you may call it. I've always had this corporate life. And the funny thing is we lived in a really nice area, to say like that. Not the sign coincided, you know, but my brother was used to that. So he wanted to place us there. So whenever we would drop our daughter at daycare, my husband was white and had gray hair but he was young and he had like hazel eyes so they would treat me as a nanny until two weeks they didn't realize i was the mom so that's like racism right there like they wouldn't address me they would say good afternoon sir and i'm like i'm right here like dude like that's a real account of real racism right there yeah just because he looked whiter like come on man he's still puerto rican yeah. Fucked. 
it's fucked. But it happened, so I got over it, you know what I mean? But I was petty about it. I'm I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, good afternoon to you too. I am her mom as well. Nice to meet you. And I hadn't just met her. I had seen her for two weeks. But, you know, if you're going to be petty, I'm going to be petty. That's the Latina in us. I'm sorry, baby. If, you get, if you're petty to me, I'm going to be petty to you. You give me the energy, I give you the energy back. I have a lot of love to give, but a lot of spice to give, too. Just matching energy. But not always you can match the energy. Let me tell you something it takes to, to tango. Oh, 100%. And sometimes you got to walk out some fights. I've learned that in my... You know, it takes age. a long freaking time. I'm preaching something that I don't do a lot. <laughs> but I try to make you better people. Right. If right. that counts. Influencers are supposed to influence something. Hey, we're influencers? We're porn star slash influencers? I mean... Oh, my God. I, I became an influencer? What the what, fuck did what, this happen? Wait, wait, wait. So, 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 okay. The term... Sex icons, right? Right. Were icons. They represent something. Oh, I'm definitely not a sex icon. I am. That's well, why you have me here. Oh well, yeah, obviously. So I have to say it. <laughs> but you were speaking in plural, so I just was like, where I fit into the situation. I want to make you fit in the conversation always. Aw. I'm that type of person. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, I hate it when I take people that don't speak English with my friends. Because I love, my friends are the most fun people to hang out. But they're vanilla as fuck. But they support me, which they're amazing for. I Honestly, I feel that's important. Like, I think it's a good move to have people around you that are civilians. Yes. The, it's a good balance. Exactly. Because there's so many people in this industry that, like, everyone in their social circles industry. Everyone, like, they deal with this industry. And it's like, it fucks you up for the real world. It does. It emotionally drains you to an extent. Well, it emotionally drains you. It's like, it just gives, you miss out on some parts of humanity when you, like. You do. Oh, I don't want to say that. It's kind of sad. But when you're a female in the industry, you do. You do, especially between other females. It's like, who can you trust? You know what I mean? And and it's like, it shouldn't be like that. We're all here to win. But my vanilla friends, like, when I introduce them to American friends, they don't speak Spanish. And we talk in Spanish a lot. So I'm like... They said this and this and this in English, and so that's what I'm used to. That's why I did that, because I don't like leaving people out. Even when they're doing my makeup, it's really funny. Let me tell you, one of my favorite makeup artists, she's from Colombia. And when she does my makeup, we put Spanish music, and we start singing, we start talking, and I don't want people feeling that we're talking about them or stuff like that. So sometimes I'll say what we're talking about in English to incorporate people. Well, motherfuckers shouldn't be concerned about what people are saying about them in other languages. Am I being too nice? I think so. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you were talking shit about me in another language and you don't have the balls to fucking say it to my face, why do I care? But the thing is, I don't want to be labeled as controversial. As I said, I'm a very person, very straight up person. And that is a very Thin line, you know what I mean? Especially with Americans, y'all are soft as hell. But if you were worried, like if as an individual you were worried about these that you and your makeup artists are talking shit about them in another language, why are they gonna believe that you're translating it to something that you're actually talking about? If you are that in your head and you are that worried about what these two people are saying about you, why are they gonna believe you? Yeah, that's true. You have to be a little bit careless. 
Like you, you have to be so self-absorbed that these people are talking about hey, you in the first but place. Aren't people silver, silver in our industry? Wouldn't you think that? Oh yeah, definitely. And it's a bad thing. It's a terrible thing. I'll tell you, I, I haven't collaborated, unfortunately, with any local Puerto Rican collaborators because of that reason. Really? Yeah. I had an experience. I went to the Las Exotica and local collaborators were doing like, a, it was such a high school thing. I hated it. Oh, yeah. The, well, we lovingly refer to this as you know, the 13th Bro, grade all the time. I was at a booth. I was saying hi to Sarah, whatever, whatever. Everyone's coming to say hi to me, like, whatever. You know my vibe. I'm really cool. Like, I love saying hi to everyone. I love hugging everyone. Um, but can attest. She hugged me the minute she walked in the door. Literally, I'm a huggy. I'm a touchy. But boundaries. If you don't like it, let me know. I'm sorry if I make you uncomfortable. But um, what happened is that they were, like, in a group. They didn't tell me they were going. They were just staring at me down, like, up and down. I'm like... Come say hi, you know, like we're both from the same place. We could work something out. Why hate from afar? And not saying that I am assuming, but sometimes you can tell the vibes. Yeah, the body language, the energy, you can feel it. If you're logical, but as I said, people don't have common sense. I fear that that was the alarm that you got to get going, huh? Yeah, let's take a quick pause so we can make a call. Okay. I'll make a call and see if, if they'll let me. Yeah. That's we'll right. pause for a moment. We are back from bathroom breaks. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. We really needed that break. <laughs> <laughs> we also went through my movie collection a bit. Yeah, well, I'm a bit of a like a cine. What's it? Uh, like when you're a cinephile. Yes, I'm a cinephile. Like when I need my space or whatever, that's my favorite thing to do. My brother used to be one of those people that used to work at the projectors. Nice. He was a projectionist. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was really fun. Yeah, I yeah. used to cut in line. I just spent probably about 15 minutes trying to find a movie that I had already Yeah, he hyper-fixated on this movie, and I'm like, dude, it's okay. We'll find it. It's it's okay. And I realized I had already pulled it to watch it recently. Dude, and he has so many amazing movies you will never imagine. So, like, you guys see this tattoo right here? This is, this is the Watchmen tattoo. Not a lot of people know what the Watchmen are, and he did. So, props to our host today. Not even that it's a Watchmen tattoo. It's the comedian's button. The comedian, and it's very controversial. But it, again, I like um, anti-heroes. So, because it's real. Like I, I feel like the comedian's actually a villain. There's good and bad in everyone. I feel like the comedian might have been well-meaning at times, but he was the he was a villain. He did some questionable thing. Then again, I don't think there's actually any good people in Watchmen. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. We're all real. We all have some bad things to ourselves. So I chose the comedian. It's Oops. okay. It's okay. Yeah, my I favorite. I love Deadpool too. Like for Christmas one time, I got a hardcover of a full like five volume of Deadpool. And for a cosplay for like uh, an event, I dress as Lady Deadpool. Because I don't know if y'all guys know there's a multiverse and there's a different types of Deadpools. Marvel hasn't been doing the job very well if they don't know there's a multiverse at this point. Yeah, right? You know, you know. But for people that don't know, here you go. I am a nerd. Yes, I am. My favorite trilogy is Lord of the Rings. We were talking about that, too. I could watch it time and times over and again. Yeah, I, I do have the whole extended edition. We will watch it. Yes, we will. Apparently, Curly's just moving in with me if we're going to watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> yeah, they're like three hours long. That's what I used to watch in the plane. Yeah, but the extended editions are even longer. I don't mind. 
I I love Legolas so much that I will stay. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people got that, but if you got that, I love you. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons sometimes. It's actually pretty popular in the industry. A lot of people do play. Do they? Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Hit me up. Where are you? Like, what the hell? Like, I've had, like, I keep shooting one-shot campaigns because I don't have enough consistent people to shoot an actual campaign. Well, that's a bummer. I know. Quitters are shitters. Well, I, I, I meant to say, actually, that spitters are quitters, but it didn't have context in the conversation. You just wanted to say it. It's cool. But I, want, I still want to say it because I'm a swallower. It gives me protein. Building blocks of life. <laughs> is, protein is very important. It's very important. It's got to build your muscles. <laughs> so what else you got going for the rest of your time here in L.A.? Hmm. I'm, I have a couple shoots I'm trying to plan. I'm trying to plan my first shoot with a TS performer. Nice. And I'm excited because in my real life, I'm very pansexual. So, like, that'll be both a personal, which I, it's not like I like to mix it, don't get me wrong. But it's like something you've never experienced in your life real life but you're explosive and in your work and i'm not a lot of i've known a lot of people that a lot of their first sexual experiences come through porn so it's not uncommon you know what i mean so i'm glad to do it in a safe environment and with you know something that's gonna make profit out of it and we're both gonna have fun there's really cool people too hell yeah hell yeah yeah i'm very pansexual mm -hmm. i like everything so you've said I know, I like to say it a lot because I don't feel people believe me. You see me fucking dudes a lot. But that's what they like, you know, because I'm small and it looks very... Well, and they can also interject themselves mentally into like Absolutely. the dude that's fucking you. Exactly, and I don't mind. And actually, I, I wanted to mention something too that I'm starting actually a uh, virtual... What's it called? Like a VR um, platform. I signed with a VR platform. They're called uh, AF for real or for real something like that and um they pretty much put you it's like this the the filter you put in your home and you can see the girl literally in your living room like very good quality so yeah we'll get me 3d right there solo very soon very cool yeah i'm very excited i like innovative things uh too bad the real touch never took off the real touch? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? So they, Jesus, got me almost 10 years ago at this point. They made a device called the real touch. Mm -hmm. So it you could encode your porn that the device would stimulate based off what was happening in the scene. And you would feel it where? On your dick. What, what type of machinery would it be like? Would it be like a little... Like a box you'd stick your dick in. Like a pocket you, pussy? I mean, you'd fuck it. You you wouldn't. It was that super, sounds fun. It's too big for you to like pick up, but it like so that doesn't exist. There's nothing like that anymore. It didn't take off. Damn. You know what? But, I actually. But, uh -huh. but on the other end of it, they built like something that was shaped like a penis. That if you stimulated that, like via a cam show, it would also stimulate the device based off of how you stroked it. Or kind of gay. No. Not if you're the one stroking it. Why not stroke your own dick? Well, I have to. I have to picture this. I feel really dumb right now. I have to picture this, man. Well, so it's like 
on one hand, it's a box that you stick your dick in and it stimulates based off what's happening. Mm-hmm. On the other side, there's something that looks like a like dildo. A remote? Like a, yeah. And if you stroked it, it would stroke. The machine. The machine would stroke. Ah, uh, okay. That's like using both hands to jerk yourself off. So, well, think about that. I mean, generally, I think the idea was to have someone else, like a performer, stroke the other end of it. Did you? I never did. No. Well, we'll try to get that happening sometime. Okay. Well, girls, he's a good guy. We'll make it work. But you know what? what I, I'm all for you telling people to come stroke my dick. I'm, I'm okay with this. You know what? Um, I do have to admit to when the first uh, the VR headsets came for PlayStation, <laughs> there was this base uh, volleyball game of kawaii girls that they were not nude. They were just like big tits, small lingerie, small things. And I used to watch it and I used to like get turned on because... So that's why you weren't watching porn. You were watching that. Yeah. Show. Okay. Actually, to be to be very honest with y'all, the first porn I ever watched was hentai. My brother had hentai mangas and hentai VHS, bro. So one time I put a VHS in there. I didn't know what it was, and it was a lesbian orgy, and it was animated, but it still turned me on. And then I went onto his computer and I saw. Real porn. Oh my god, no. Not real porn. I saw the mangas too, but you know, his computer was more accessible. So I was like juggling between those two, trying to figure out what what was more interesting, you know what I mean? So what was more interesting? I really like mangas. Um, it really turns me on, but you know what? That's how I learned to masturbate myself. So it was more educational than anything he had a lot of solo girls videos he had a lot of boy girl content so like i lost my virginity literally after watching a video and imitating what the girl was doing and then i started bleeding and i freaked out i was like how did i did this why did i did this i was very young i didn't know and my parents were very christian so for me to come up and say something that I interacted with my private parts. It was not something imaginable at all. So I stick to reading the mangas for a little bit after that. These things happen. Things just happen, man. And this is why there should be more education. Cause- I, right? I feel sex ed is something that's biased because people are like scared of what they're exposing younger cultures. But you got to understand they're going to find out. I mean, they're going to do it anyways. One way or another. And they're fucking fertile when they're young. So like... Bro, I, I'm not scared to admit I was pregnant at 14 years old. Holy shit. 14 years old. That's what? Eighth to ninth grade? I gave birth at ninth grade. Who's supposed to do that? Yeah, that's not normal. You know what I mean? But my parents were very Christian. They were very anti-abortion. You know, all that stuff. So there's nothing that I could do. I love my daughter she's amazing but i do think that people should have the opportunity especially if they don't have the capacity to take on the responsibility at such a younger age right because you don't get to develop yourself like uh, right now i'm living something that i had never lived like last year i started hanging out in places in my own homeland that i had never in my life had ever hung out with and i've even been married so imagine that wow mm-hmm. So I support abortion. Was the 
your daughter's father your husband or did you no he, that's the other thing like he told me like if you if you um if you abort i'll kill myself and i was 14 so imagine yourself like oh man that like if i i take two lives at once you know what i mean like high score I would feel really bad. I was I was raised a Christian, you know what I mean? So it was in a really positive thought in my head. So I was like, okay, I got to do this, you know what I mean? And I did it, and he disappeared for, like, a while. Like, I've been a single mother for pretty much, like, 10 years. I'm She's sorry. 12. That sucks. Yeah. But hey, you make it work. Any that's uh, that I I say it not to pity or anything like that, but anyone that's out there that wants to make it will make it. The way I started my OnlyFans was in a room in my friend's house. And literally I only had my phone. It was like an Android or some bullshit like that. It was a really old phone. I used to like make shift of boxes and put like sheets on it to make it look like it had a cover. And, like, just make poses, solo videos, in the shower, whatever. Make it work. If you want, you will make it work. I promise you. If, if someone has started over, over, and over, it's me. And I can tell you, you can definitely start over. Always. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Carly. I'm sorry. Was that too gay for the podcast? Not at all. I am very gay. But, you know. But it's about time we're going to call last call. We're going to you know, wrap this sucker up. Okay. Where can they find you on the things? We didn't talk about nothing sexual. So next podcast will get sexier. I mean, there's definitely sexual things. A little bit. I could get more sexual next time. Ah. Will you have me back? Yeah. So where can they find me? Mm-hmm. So my Twitter is the hated curly. My Instagram is also the hated curly. And my OnlyFans is the Curly Rican official. And my ex videos is just Curly Rican. Pretty much, if you Google Curly Rican or the Curly Rican, I will come up. Good branding. I'm trending, baby. I got uh, 1.4 million views in two days. I am her. If I could do it, you can do it too. I'll see you next time, baby. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Cheers.